0: Welcome to the Practical Ascension Podcast. I'm your Practical Ascension Guide, Tracy Goody. Today, I am continuing my Ascension Impact Series where I connect with light leaders to get their perspective and focus on how we are and can impact Ascension. Today, I am joined by Emily Ahrens. Emily is a sought-after intuitive healer for female empire builders. She's best known for getting her hands out of overwhelm and burnout and unlocking the wisdom within to create alignment in their business. For over two decades, Emily has been practicing healing work directly with powerful visionaries and teaching them how to tap into their intuition to activate quantum growth in their business. Be sure that you are subscribed to catch all of these Ascension Impact interviews and anchor more deeply into your Ascension Impact. Hi and welcome to this special episode of the Practical Ascension Podcast. This is a part of my Ascension Impact series. And first up, I am talking with my friend, Emily Ahrens, who is also a business alignment coach and an intuitive healer. So welcome, Emily, to this fun podcast.
1: (laughs) Thank you, Tracy. I I love anything that we get to do together. So I'm just so happy to be here.
0: Yeah, I agree completely. So Emily and I have been connected for some years now, (laughs) seem to have a bit of a parallel in some of the energies we move through. So I was really excited to have her on as a guest for this. So what we're looking at today is Ascension Impact. And I want to take a look at it through Emily's eyes, what that means to you. So I'm going to kind of just begin the conversation and ask you, you know, what's coming up right now? Because this is, this moves and changes for us, you know, throughout our journey, as I'm sure you have noticed. Um, So I'm interested to know what is coming up for you around this right now.
1: Well, I I love this conversation right now because like I was just sort of talking about before we were recording is like, it feels like I've been wading through all of it and keeping my head above water. And I'm finally going, oh, wait, I got my footing. I can stand up. We're good. And bask in the sunlight. And there's this changing of the tides, which has been feeling really, really good. And I think part of that has been because the catalyst of all this big change in my life, as well as my business has been birthing my certification and facing sort of this, this, this fact that I'm here to disrupt the paradigm of the broke healer so that we can create, um, this positive impact, raise a level of consciousness on the planet and make a great living doing so. And, um, and that's a big thing to face. And I know like I had reached out to you like SOS, like friend. Yeah. <laughs> there's some shit going on and I need some help. And it's like, it's really great to have you as a friend where I can say like the weirdest things too, that yeah. are just not weird at all. And you're like, I got you. And that like reaching out to you actually really helped me get through it in, in such a better grounded way. Yeah. And um, certainly it's like, we have to, we have to call in the help when we need help.
0: Totally. Cause you feel like you're going insane in those places. And I know I was the same. I reached out to you in like the spring when I was going through my craziest crazy, when I was like, I'm pretty sure, like, I'm not even of this earth anymore. So what's going on. So yeah, I, I get that as well. So yeah. I'd like to hear kind of a little bit. So you mentioned, um, kind of going into that crazy space, whenever you felt that expansion really, owning more of your purpose. And I know you owned your purpose before, so it's not like you were doing something that was out of alignment before, but you kind of like really deepened it. So what was kind of that, that movement? What did that feel like for you as you're going through that?
1: Um, it felt like, like a lot of things were changing and moving. But in a lot of ways, it was kind of like, okay, spirit's really helping me out here. It's like all of the puzzle pieces yep. were finally on all the table and flipped over so you could see where they all belong. Yes. So instead of having like a piece here and a piece here, it was like, here's the, the image that you're going to be putting together. Yes, here you yeah, go. Yeah. Here's the guide. And now let's just orchestrate and move this piece here and put the corner over here and all the edges line up. Great. Now it's set. Yeah. So that's what it felt like on a, on a bigger level, but, but in it, I didn't exactly know that I was doing that.
0: Exactly. So there was like kind of two pieces. There was like the you that was like, I can see it all coming together. And then there's the you also that was like, but what? (laughs) Like
1: (laughs) fully, fully. Um, and it wasn't until after the certification was basically done. And I was working with, um, a strategy team and we were kind of putting together the Ascension path in my business model and going through the customer value journey. And all of a sudden, you know, we have this sort of Ascension ladder of like, here's all these different, like a smattering of online classes and courses and workshops and everything. And then suddenly there is, um, my membership to, The folks who joined my certification and then who moved towards a a retreat version of the certification, who then moved towards the coaching of the certification, like this exact specific path. And I was like, what is this? (laughs) And so it was like, then I had this clear path and I go, okay. So if this is the clear path that's just been easily orchestrated yes, yeah, effortlessly, by the yeah. way, I mean, obviously I had to make the thing, but like,
0: but not I didn't consciously,
1: have... no, yeah. no. And it was like, it was just so done. And I go, okay, so out of the smattering, which of these things makes sense and aligns yes. to get people into that direction? And so yeah. it was really easy to see like, oh, like those things, don't necessarily bring people into that or they're not for the same person. And actually that was the biggest key takeaway. And on that call is with my now COO, Amanda, and she helped to just put the bumpers on my bowling lane yeah. and basically say like, well, the, the integrated energy alignment practitioner training is for transformational coaches yes. and healers. So are those also the people who we're gonna just keep talking to? And it's like, oh boy, <laughs> like that was a huge like upper limit for me. I'm like, okay, I can do, I can niche down. I'm doing this. I and it was, you know, working through my own resistance, and I had a big emotional release on that call. Like, whoa, yeah, whoa, it's been here all along. And when I look at people who've already been in my membership for years, it's like, practitioner, 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 coach, 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 coach. like. They're already there, but I just didn't call it by that name. Exactly. Yeah.
0: And so that, as you kind of situated into that, then it allowed this next kind of version you've been in now to start to unfold, which still sounds to me like it was clumsy for a while, which it normally is. Cause we're like, we're like, okay, we know we're in this transformation and we know we're where I'm headed now, but there's still kind of the, the putting back together, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The putting back together. And also like when we just did like a little flash sale, it's like, we're still making sure that it actually aligns to the path. exactly. And does it make sense or does it not make sense? And it's not that, you know, those weren't great courses or products or what workshops or whatever, but it's like, we really want to take them deeper. We want to go really, really deep. With yes. these people. Yeah. And it's not just this like superficial, let's talk about how can we help our intuition, but further ourselves as a practitioner. And
0: they need it, right?
1: Yeah, that's what they needed. And it also takes me back. You know, it's like everything in hindsight. It's like, oh my God, it's been here a lot. My initial like spirit kick in the pants, get yourself out there. You're doing the world a disservice by not sharing your light. That initial kick in the pants was, The phrase light workers be the light. So, being this work, embodying this work, and that other visual of passing this light torch so that it can spread and spread and spread. Actually, fun fact one of your recent podcasts, I was just, I mean, I don't listen to a lot of podcasts, but I was like, I don't know how I found it. Maybe through like an email or social, but it was one of your recent ones with um, like a visualization with golden light,
0: golden white flame, probably.
1: That Maybe. one. Yeah. Golden- I remember
0: when you just said that, I was like, I remember just like channeling that not long ago. So it was a very similar vibe. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I was just drawn to it. And I did it in the shower. I was listening to it in the shower. I have this cool little Bluetooth speaker because I'm a big kid and I have cool things. And I was listening to it and I was going through this visualization. It brought me into my initial visualization of I'm sort of at this plateau pyramid thing, and there's a stuff people around and they're all stepping up and I'm doing light activation and then they're spreading it. And then these four guides showed up, these four giant golden guides showed up that protected me and supported me. And then I grew like, 10 times to be giant like them. And I was like, oh my God, I've been playing so small. And it was like, what? (laughs) It's like all this stuff just like flooded in. I was like, well, thank you, Tracy. I don't even know. I didn't even reach out to you. I should have reached out to you. Be like, hey, that was awesome.
0: (laughs) Oh my God. That's amazing. Okay. So all right. So kind of getting back into the two pieces that kind of I want to see come together right now um so I know the pathway kind of that we're looking at right now as we're talking about ascension impact and where you're being guided to and kind of like that big realization that happened for you and the big emotional stepping into I kind of want to trace that now before we kind of get into like where you're headed with that I want to kind of trace that back to like your beginnings as well and like that journey that that kind of like like fast pace it, but like that leap that you had to make initially, and then kind of as you went through your journey. So what do you got to say about that?
1: (laughs) Yeah, my, my initial, so I, I mean, I've been doing, I've been doing energy healing for a long time, 23 years. And so I knew at a young age, I would say as early as like five or six years old. I have like a kindergarten journal that I wrote. I want to help people when I grow up. I want to be a doctor. I want, so I always, always knew this. And in my young adolescence, I was learning about, you know, crystals and homeopathy and aromatherapy and yeah. uh, astrology and all that stuff, stuff Yeah, <laughs> you know, just like typical for yeah. me, yeah. not for you. <laughs> um, but when I was 18, I began that journey into pe- making it a career. I started my first business at 22. I went in and out of corporate jobs, but always had this through line of always being a practitioner, even through yoga teacher training. But the struggle for me was always around the belief of you can either do your passion work, or you can have a real job and have a career and like make money.
0: Exactly.
1: And so that's like that, that separation. And so I'm kind of back to dismantling that belief right now for people as well as, you know, myself can, cons- cons- yeah, just a bit deeper. Yeah. Um, and so I think that, that, that through line has been a big deal and wanting to be taken seriously as a practitioner, Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: you know, and I think that's part of my training. Um, it, it, it's very serious. It's really, it's not a light course. It's not a light training. Yeah. Um, not everybody makes it through to the end because the requirements are so high and it's requiring people to step up and to step into their highest integrity. And it's the catalyst for all the big shifts and changes, but not everybody's fully prepared to take those actions.
0: Like the ego, like, as you're talking about it, I can feel like some ego resistance of like, they want to, but it's just not quite there for them yet.
1: Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. One of my students, um, just, you know, she's going to have to delay her training a little bit because she ended up with the flu, which led to le- pneumonia. That's,
0: I know. And that's exactly what I'm kind of feeling. Exactly.
1: What? And I said to her, I go like, you know, I'm obviously, I'm sorry. She doesn't feel well. Mm-hmm. And also understand that this is part of your ascension. This is you facing what's going on and think about pneumonia, your lungs, your mm-hmm. heart chakra, your upper heart, lower heart, like all of the stuff that's been buried and the boundaries that you haven't created for yourself, like giving yourself permission. Like there's so much in there to unpack energetically, Um, but this course is like the catalyst to getting all that stuff to come up.
0: Yeah. It's, it's like, um, um I forget the word for it but something like that brings the phlegm up right (laughs)
1: yeah 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 Yeah. exactly
0: and then you have that to handle but like I remember I can remember like what that's taking me back to is like different leaps that I've had like once I sprained my hip and I physically could not move forward and so I was like okay (laughs) I guess I have to sit with myself instead of my normal masculine moving forward that I always do so like I I love these things but at the same time like I mean, it's a human experience, so it's pretty messy sometimes.
1: Yes. Yeah. I had an Akashic report done a while back, and in the end of it, something really struck me. It was like, I would be surprised if you chose to come back again. <laughs> <laughs> like, I resonate with that very much. Like, yeah, exactly. why, do we, why do I keep doing this? Yeah. Um, but it is, it's part of the human experience and this, you know, I think that's part of the process of making peace with it. Understanding these are ascension symptoms. I'm growing, evolving and changing. I was just interviewed on a podcast and she was asking me about the difference between ego and intuition. And, and I, you know, I said, ego has such a bad rep, but it's really just keeping status quo. So if we think of when the ego shows up, it's actually something to celebrate because it's telling you, I'm shifting out of the status quo, out of mediocrity, out of the norm. And I'm ascending into this next path. And my ego is basically like, this isn't normal. This isn't where you're supposed to be. We're supposed to be down here. What are you doing? We just want to keep you safe. Yes. (laughs) And so, but when we're on an ascension path, as all your listeners know, this is just the norm. Yeah. And we get, we have to become comfortable with this discomfort.
0: Absolutely.
1: And it, I think it also makes us really grateful and present when things are going really well. It's like, this isn't like, we don't have to be happy and feeling amazing every single day of the week, yeah. but we can find the glimmers and the things that we are so grateful for that can bring us back that, you know, even if we feel like crap, we're still doing our soul's work. We're still making an impact. That feeling
0: like crap is some of it, right? Like that's, and, and not like sitting in the crap, but like allowing yourself to feel the emotions of it and feel those things. Just like you said, it's, there's there's the feeling of like that dissension and those down energies and working with the ego. But then whenever you do get back and you kind of move through those dark nights and you get back, it's just like, wow. Like it's, it's even more depth. I find yeah, after yeah. you're moving through the darkness back into the light, like it just, it it gives it more of a multidimensional feel. Like it's just, I don't know. I've, I've been loving the dark lately just yeah. because it, it, it brings into so much light.
1: It totally does. And we can also trust yeah. that the pendulum is going to swing left, yeah. and right yeah. and left and right and left. and So I know like maybe 20 years ago i could not have felt like i could get out of the dark and the depth and the 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 sludge of that heavy energy but because i've been through it enough times you have that hindsight to go like hey it's it's just what it is but it's not going to be this way forever And just to your point is like, you're learning way more in this period. You're growing way more. There is so much happening. And now coming to my, my mind's eye is, you know, that first, um, um, what's the call? Not, 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 um, I can't think of the word, but when the seed starts to burst open and Mm. it begins to, you know, unfurl. And this it's, it's in the soil, there's nothing above the surface and it's just becoming and growing and growing before it even pokes up. And it's like, you know, we need to lay dormant as well. And, and when we start to bring more life, it's like, okay, well, there's something else that's coming out of us. There's a new me that's being born and being okay With detaching from what is, being okay with letting go of who I am that got me here and the stories that I've been bringing with me. Can I just let go of that and sort of like slither out of that?
0: So we were... So we're coming back in here. I took a dog editing break because my dog is barking. So we're talking about <laughs> the, the coming up out of the soil, the slithering out. Um, and then what I was noticing as you're talking about it too, I, I notice uh, my body really tells me the indications of where I'm at. Like it's like the ego and the body are really... Uh, really really connect it right mm. and so just as you're talking about that moment where you're about to burst i always feel it like in my throat right here and just like you're saying like letting go of who you used to be that's always what it feels like my throat's like am i ready for a new truth like am i yeah. really ready to express this part of myself right and oh, yeah. so and that feels like a big part of your work that you are doing now where it's you're you're working to shift that paradigm of the broke healer. And also like that, there's a lot that goes with it. I'm sure that Mm -hmm. relates to people actually accepting who they are and accepting there's truth on deeper levels. So so I want to hear some about this Ascension Uh. impact that you are expanding even deeper into.
1: Yeah, big time. And I've just like full chills. I know, me too. (laughs) It's like, yes, yes, yes. Um, Well, it's been really fun for me because even just like the simplest posts I've done to um, invite people into learning about the certification, you know, people get triggered by the concept of creating profit. Yeah. Super triggering. Yeah. And what it brought to the surface, which I found to be funny because apparently I've worked through that section of it. Um, I found it to be really funny when people would say things like, well, you know, I do this work because of the art of the healing. You're
0: like, and it, well, yes, but we're also in 3D.
1: So uh-huh. if you're in 7D, so, great. <laughs> so it's like, you know, so then it gives me like great content to to talk about, which is like, okay, so you're telling me that you are so committed to just the preserving the art of the healing. And if somebody wanted to pay you a thousand dollars for a session, you would say, absolutely. No, I am only here for the art of the healing, preserving. Yeah. Uh, Okay. So while you're working three odd jobs, you don't want to do what you're passionate about and what your soul has led you to do. Okay. Just checking, you know, so there's these, these stories that come up, mm-hmm. um, that people share. And I, you know, it's like, okay, well, I see the people who learn Reiki on the weekend who want to just do it on themselves and their dog. Great. Fine. Yeah. Great. But The people who tend to be drawn towards healing modalities, no matter what they are, whether it's coaching or energy work or hands-on modality or whatever it is that they're doing, Akashic records, whatever, Mm -hmm. there's something in them that says exactly what it says to us, which is I feel called to help serve others. I want to help spread this work. I want to help other people with their ascension. I want to help them to overcome these blocks or these obstacles that I've been through, making it a little bit nicer, easier, faster for them. And that's what we're here to do. We, We know inside of ourselves that we want to do more to help. And so why wouldn't we also get paid to do that work?
0: And I mean, it just makes sense. (laughs) Like in, in in the description you're giving, the kind of story that you're giving there about, you know, somebody working say three jobs or whatever, or a job even, right? And then yet the art is the passion. Well, don't you think that if you can focus more of your time and energy on the art and the passion dissolving like that other things that you have to focus and worry on, don't you think you can give more to this? Don't you think you can be more and create a bigger impact? So like, I, and I can say this logically, because like you, I've been doing the work for years. Yeah. So I mean, that makes sense to me. But Even, and something I want to kind of bring up here that I've noticed in myself is, so like you, I've been doing, you know, the work on the mindset and all that stuff for years and years and, you know, feeling pretty good about it, no issues with that. And then just recently, I've noticed with this kind of new evolution of my truth that is coming to the surface for 2023 is that I kind of felt that twinge, like, am I commodifying Ascension? Like, am like so then I started getting those, those kind of beliefs again but in a different kind of deeper level about is it okay to be charging for this and i mean i've been through that and and i know but i'm like how dare i quantify ascension so just because i've done the work for 10-15 years d- like that it still came up and it was because yeah. i saw a TikTok of some young person's opinion about it and i was like i let it get into my head and like yeah and i really had to work that back out so Yeah.
1: And there's healer yeah. shame. How dare you? Exactly. How dare you charge for your God-given gifts?
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: I'm sorry. Don't yeah. carpenters make money? Yeah. Don't engineers make money for those gifts? Like Exactly. Yeah. Oh, where do we draw the line of a God-given gift yeah. and why not? Exactly. Why would God give us this gift if not to create more of this ripple effect to help more people Absolutely. with it? Absolutely. Yeah. Like there is no logic. And so healer shame is a really big deal. Yeah. Um, and I also understand like commodify, like, yeah, that's really big one. It's like, how how dare I? But, you know, there has to be an energy exchange. You and I have both know this so well is like, you can't keep giving yourself away. It doesn't stick. And no. so sometimes we have to realize that it's actually an act of love and of service for us to charge so that the work can stick Absolutely. so that there is an even energy exchange. And if we, yeah. re- and this is also part of the work that I do is to help bring language and understanding on a more left brain analytical yeah. strategic level of like, what are you actually doing? What is the transformation mm-hmm. that you are providing? Because as practitioners, yeah. you know, we, we do one-on-one work. We do group work, mm-hmm. and whether you're in an individual, one-on-one group setting, virtually or in person, it is so specific and individualized that you're like, I-, I don't know how I can encapsulate that, and like, what? How can I promise this? That happened. That was like so crazy, amazing. Whoa, the transformation. Yeah. But like, I doubt. I wonder if I can. We, we get into self. That I wonder if I could replicate that for. A hundred people. Yeah. Can I do that for a hundred people? Yeah. And then we do it for a hundred people, like, but now I'm in a group setting. Can I do it for a thousand people? Yeah, exactly. And then we do it for a thousand people. We're like, can I do this consistently <laughs> though? Yeah. Like well, I go away then? Like so yeah. we get all these different upper limits of how much are we able to do? And how how can that that's how can we hold that space for transformation? Yeah. But the the thing is that we've been tricked into doing. Mm and I do believe it we've been tricked into doing is sell selling are tools
0: mm. so what
1: I mean by that and yes. this is part of the big mindset shift is that I, I help with people with deprogramming is like you don't take your car to the mechanic and ask them to take you into the shop to tell me which tool and wrench and analytical tool and you know sophisticated software they're using to diagnose your car's problems yeah. that then gives you a print up with all the problems and then you can check off which upgrade or downgrade or is being replaced or filters da 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 because I see this piece of paper that comes back from my car dealership and says all these different levels okay <laughs> I don't care exactly. what tools you fixed. use yeah exactly because how about this I'll bring my car in and yeah. then when I get it back it's better yeah and that's truly what our customers are just asking for yeah how do I go from this to that? I don't need to know which tool you're using because I actually am not sophisticated enough to even know the difference if you yes. told me, yes. exactly. <laughs> um, nor is it my business. So yeah. we, we are no longer treating our businesses as practitioners, as mechanics. Yeah. We don't need to say, I do Reiki and Akashic and I do cards and I do it, this and I connect with your pet and then I do like, n- n- no, you yeah. lost me already. Yeah. You can't sell your session that way because people don't need to know the tools you use. They want to know, can you get me the result or not? Mm. And so part of us get into self-doubt yeah. of like, well, can I, can I get that result? The best way to know if you can or you cannot is you look back at what you've already been doing. Yeah. You look back at your practice sessions. You look back at your clients that you've been working with in any capacity and write down the name. They came in for this. They got that.
0: exactly. Yes.
1: Then suddenly you have this list. I can help with clearing money blocks. I can work on childhood trauma. I can work on clearing ascension symptoms and pain. I can help people to create larger containers for financial abundance. And <laughs> like, like, oh, because I literally know the person's name who I did that for. Yeah. That's how I know I can do it.
0: And that's like, it you said, happens. like that's said, you get the left brain involved because I yes. think that's important that you can't just energy heal your way through these old programs and like paradigms because there comes a point where the ego and the logic is so loud that you got to give it something to work with. You got to work with it in order to move forward. So being able to define that transformation, I think really helps to- to move that
1: forward. Yeah. Yeah. And it can be so esoteric. And, mm, you know, I yeah. think, you know, when you, when you're with somebody on a one-to-one basis and there is an emotional release Yeah, there, it's like a bell that you rang and it can't be unrung mm-hmm. that, yeah. that you both have had this mutual experience. Yeah. I'm getting like chills as I yes. say this. <laughs> <laughs> that that, it's it's so intangible. Yeah. It's it's esoteric, it's energetic, but like, you know, you do DNA restructuring, like mm-hmm. you're just like you're changing it on this like profound yeah. level. Most muggles cannot understand. Exactly. I go
0: in there and every time I go in, I do not know what's going to happen and there's always something new. Like I'm just like, okay, all you can do is just like go with it because I'm not going to understand per- and I've been working with it. Like, so how can I expect somebody that's not working with it to understand my definitions of it?
1: Yeah. And I think part of it, it's not that we're dumbing down what we do. Yeah. We're going down to just like, how can we explain this in the simplest yeah. terms mm. from A to B Yeah, and it's worth X, Y, Z as an energetic exchange. Mm and you know i think that people who are working on mindset or hypnotherapy or energetic work we have this like broad spectrum of what we can charge yeah yeah and you know i know when i was in a brick and mortar or doing a massage like I was basing my prices based on my neighbors and what they were pricing themselves on. And that's yeah. what we were taught. That's yeah. what we were always taught. Price yeah. yourself based on your neighbors and then discount yourself.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so these these paradigms have to shift. That can't be yeah. the way that we keep doing things. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know about you, but I remember when I first started to Increase my prices. I was in the brick and mortar. I was 125 for 90 minutes. I only did 90 because I really just couldn't get, I just, I needed 90 minutes to get what I needed to have done. Yeah. And so I, the first way I upgraded was I took off 45 minutes at an hour and all the other crap that I had just clouding up my client's decision space. Yes. Yeah. So I just did one 90 minute session. Yeah. And from that point, when I started to do online work and virtual work with folks and I could do maybe a shorter session and have explosive results, I could still stay at that price rate. So basically I'm doubling my rate in a shorter amount of time. Exactly. And when... Each time I would increase my rates, it was because I felt a calling, something inside of me was like, it's time. The problem that happens with a lot of us practitioners is we hold off Mm. when it's come to us. And I really like, I've done this enough times to know that when it comes to us to say, it's time to increase your price. It's because it's like, there's this level of work that's ready to come through and it can't. It's like stuck. It yeah. can't come through when you're only charging $90 a session or whatever it is. It's like this price has to come up so that the work can come through this next channel. Exactly. And when we put off raising our prices, our work stays at this level Yeah. when we feel the calling and we go, okay, yes, I'll just increase the prices. And I'm sure you have your own way of like doing your own pricing i'm i'm curious about that as well um but when i feel that pull to go okay the price has to be increased or we have to in- to change it yeah. this whole nother level comes through and you're like oh my god these sessions are good they're potent i'm getting people better results faster yeah. why did i wait so long to increase my prices yeah. and
0: it's like the it's a whole expansion like you're not just expanding your price, like you're expanding the capacity. So you're expanding the capacity to pull through the transformation.
1: Yeah. 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 It's true. And I've seen clients who, you know, they are doing these like 30, $40 readings Mm -hmm. and, and I'm like, listen to yourself. What is it? Like, what does it feel like it wants to be priced at? Yep. what is it what are you ready for
0: and that's the basics of what I would do too i I put it on a scale I put yeah the thing that I'm selling on a scale and then I just i balance it out till it feels till it feels right in that space. Yeah.
1: I love that. I do like a sliding scale. Yeah. (laughs) And so I, I pull up my soulmate client or coach people to do their, their soulmate client to the point where they are at that transformation. It's like the best ever transformation. And when you have this like left to right sliding scale, you can go from zero and see their energy feel just like, Mm. like, hoop over. It's just yeah. like, they're not going to get there. And as you increase the price their their system responds. If you go far over to the other side where it's beyond, it's like, their system is like, ah, and it's like, it, it explodes. It's too much and it yeah. blows out their field. Yeah. So you find that like yummy little middle, just like you're saying, like that balance point. Yeah. And that balance point is like, yummy. This is it. It's not coming from me what I think it should be. It's not coming from my neighbor, what they think it should be. It's not coming from my coach that tells me I'm supposed to, whatever the price is. It's coming from another place, which is for service. And so if they're saying, their system is saying, this is where I needed to be to get this transformation. then who are you not to price it that way and give them what they are needing?
0: And it's the difference too, like depending on your alignment with that person, point, like if you're pricing it super low because logically that's what you think but yeah your energy is ready over here the people that you're attracting to this price point they're not going to feel as good to work with and then right. you move it up here and the people that you're attracting all of a sudden you're just like oh my god i love you like it's just it really expands i find that that connection that i i find personally the connection that you have and who you're working with it just it gets like richer and more depth, yeah. you get more soul connection.
1: Yeah, it feels mm. so good. And I also see trends happening right now with yeah. pricing and offers and nurturing. And I don't know if this is true for your your business or where you're at right now, but what I've seen um, with looking at some of the analytics behind who has been buying recently, we've been really geeking out about, who's been buying and where have they been coming from and how long have they been around? What we're seeing is the folks who are buying have been around for quite some time yeah. and it's taken them some time to get to the place where they're ready to begin making time investments or financial investments. And so what that's been telling me and leading me to do is, you know, maybe it's going to take a little bit longer for us to get them to where we want them to be, but having this real light, real easy decision. Yes, this is easy. This is a low price or this is a low commitment and bringing them in and nurturing them this way versus like, hey, you're new to me. You want to go into yeah. this membership forever and yeah. <laughs> and all that. Yeah. And, and I think it's like this, this slower process. And I think part of that is the climate right now where we're being um, told this story of, Uh, oh my gosh, like the word isn't even in my mouth right now. The um, recession, (laughs) there (laughs) it is. (laughs) Um, You know, we're being told these stories that like this recession is happening. Well, I have a guy, one of my friends um, who does stocks, like that's his profession. That's what he teaches other people. And he's like, listen, they're still feeding us this narrative. You actually look at the stocks, like it already happened. Mm. This, This narrative is still being fed to you, but it already has happened. We're on the other side of it. Mm-hmm. And so if people are being fed this narrative that we're in this recession, there's instability, there's insecurity, hold on to your purse strings. We have to be sensitive to that as well. People have gone through this yeah. maybe traumatic time or are still experiencing trauma and their buying patterns are changing and that maybe we have to be sensitive to that. And so I feel like that's what I've been really called to do is like this slower to slow nurturing and give them a bit of an experience. And yeah. Yeah.
0: Like to me, this is like that's really the embodiment. When I'm looking at business energy recently, I'm really looking at like the breaking down of that old masculine and the wounded feminine within there, mm. which is very much mm. that victim energy that you're saying. So, your response and our response to noticing that that victim energy is like prevalent is saying, not saying that, oh, well, let me push it and let me. Let me work with that fear and let me tell them, you know, they're going to miss out. We're not working with that because that's the old, like, that's the wounded masculine, that's the old paradigm. Instead, you're you're bringing in that divine feminine and just the word you use nurture over and over again because that's what it is cuz we're not here to force somebody into our programs we're we're here to give them the invitation and give them the opportunity for it so because it, that's really what it is so that nurturing and just allowing them at their own kind of pace to move into that energy flow so that's beautiful and this is this is something else and I'll be mindful of our time here because I feel like we could chat for a while but that's something else that i'm really feeling um and i'll be having other conversations i think in this ascension impact series similar to this but is really that movement over from the wounded masculine way of doing business that that we've been really in for thousands of years so it's taking it's going to take a lot to break it down but those of yeah. us in these businesses and these healers and the healers that you're helping to break down their their money energy and money consciousness like it's a whole reworking of money consciousness of business energy like we're doing our individual parts, but there's a big picture going on here, and we're just kind of beginning it. So it's yeah. really exciting to think of this trickling down more into mainstream. And I mean, it'll be a while, but like the we are the catalyst for this, the beginning. So,
1: so Put I no love pressure. <laughs>
0: sure but I love this ascension impact focus for you and my nose is starting to run because there's a lot of energy flowing as we're talking here but um, I love this as your focus of ascension impact so I do want to kind of begin to wrap it up a little bit and just hear any kind of final thoughts or anything that is coming forward to you around how people can impact their ascension on this pathway of breaking through that Old, that old wounded uh healer wounded um money archetypes
1: yeah the the wounded healer is for sure the big one to look at in ourselves. Yeah. Um, and actually I think that was on one of your podcasts too. I think that it was like, I think you mentioned wounded healers somewhere and I was like, ding, 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 ding. And sitting with our own wounded healer is going to give us so much insight, so much direction where we need to look at what we need to really look at and heal, let go of clear where are we moving towards? And sometimes it's just there to stop us to say, Hey, just pay attention yeah. real quick right here. Yeah. And we can move, we can move through that. Looking at our own wounded healers is really a part of that money story, but I loved how you frame that of the, the wounded masculine. And we, mm-hmm. you know, people call it bro marketing and it's like mm-hmm. really wounded bro marketing. It is Cause, it's, bro,
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> cause it's not, it's not a fully, heightened like divine masculine energy holding space and showing direction creating a container for the flow to happen it's not it is it's pressure it's I have the answers you don't everybody look at me like blaming shaming
0: yeah We're done with that. We are so like, we're so done with
1: that. (laughs) And thank, thank goodness. But I think as we open up to our divine feminine, we open up to that flow state. We actually, yesterday, had a team meeting, and the card we pulled was flow. Mm -hmm. And it was like, doesn't that feel yummy? That that is our focus and our intention.
0: Yeah. And that it can be done this way, that that's an option for us. Like, we can kind of look at the world around us and think, oh, hey, this is. That's the way that it goes. But no, we have another option and you can help lead the way.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And actually I was on a podcast yesterday when somebody said, can you manifest any amount of money? And I was like, well, can we just like, like that's too like it's so like it seems it seems so esoteric and outside. Like, exactly. what is my money? money? Is just energy exchange. So you've already manifested money. You're on a computer. You're in a, a house or an apartment. You've manifested money. Like yeah. this doesn't have to seem so esoteric and beyond our realm. Yeah. Like let's just ground it exactly. because yeah. I think that's the problem. Is like we think it's this like how do we get the secret key? And that's that old broken male paradigm is like I have the special key that you've been missing. Whereas, you know, with like that back to the analogy of like these are the puzzle pieces. They're all laid out here is the map. Like now that this is how they all fit together. Like yeah. this. Ooh, okay.
0: Yeah.
1: So uh I guess I'm going off on a tangent again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um but I, I think it's I think it's wise for us to look at our our wounded healer, for sure. Mm. See what part of this conversation really is resonant for people, whether it's about the pricing or whether it's about the energy exchange or the stories that we're telling ourselves or the beliefs that we're carrying on. The more introspective and understand we can get of ourselves. Mm. It's going to point us in the directions where we need to look so that we can grow. Um, I know your audience is already doing this work. They wouldn't be here if they weren't really self-aware.
0: Like it keeps going, like it it keeps going. Yeah. And sometimes you need that. Like, I know sometimes I'll get into like a masculine foe, like flow like my energy veers towards masculine that I want to go and I want to do and I want to go and I want to do so I have to mindfully take myself back and take myself within so that like on my like habits tracker like going within is something that is on my tracker and that should be something that logically I naturally do but when I'm taking a lot of action. I forget. So yeah, I think it's a good reminder for everybody as well. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it can feel so good. I know, um, for me, my work days have really consisted of fewer work hours and more like outdoor play time and lunch dates. And like, it's like so bizarre to say that. And it it feels so privileged. I feel so privileged to say that. Um, but I'm out of that season of working. And I will say this too, is like, I think that there was some, um, you know, like, I don't know what the right word is, but like satisfaction, joy, like maybe it's like a braggy thing that I would say, like, I'm only working part-time, but I'm getting so much done. Yeah. And I would have a four or five hour work day. That was it. But in that four or five hours, I was like, bah, 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 bah. and it was so like hyper-productive. Mm-hmm. And you get into that like addictiveness of productivity and like I'm worthy now because I'm busy and I'm doing the thing. But it's like, okay, I'm definitely ending my workday at three, but like, how am I actually at three mm-hmm. o'clock? Am I? actually still doing pretty good or am I super hungry and a little bit crabby um yeah okay need to take a goat's break get outside (laughs) like go visit the goats for a little bit so um it's been less of that worky thing and that I love what you're bringing to the table too it was like less of the the worky doing and more of the being and playing and
0: that takes it back to what you said about looking within and that's part of the wounded healer is she might feel Like she has to do, 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 but you just kind of allow it to look within and then you're going to find out, Oh, Hey, that's actually, I need more stillness. So it just, yeah, it's all part of it.
1: And it doesn't have to be just like, it doesn't have to be just like quiet meditation. Like we've been, we've been geeking out in my family about Marvel movies. And so I noticed a direct correlation with the amount of TV time and Marvel movies that I was watching to like how much better my business was doing without me doing stuff.
0: Yes, exactly. Yep.
1: So like, yeah, I meditate. Yeah, I go aside and I connect to nature and like all of these wonderful, beautiful rituals. And sometimes it's just like sitting and watching television. Absolutely.
0: I'm with you. And sometimes (laughs) if I'm in that high vibe a lot, I have to balance it out with something like that. In order to just feel like, okay, I'm a human in this world, and that is okay.
1: Yeah. Yes, let's tether ourselves. We are here exactly. and now in this thing. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: All right. So I'm going to wrap up our conversation here because I feel like we could continue talking for hours and days and days. So Emily, <laughs> I thank you so, so much uh, for joining me today. And I encourage everybody to check out Emily. I'll put some links in the show notes below and the work that she is doing and her Ascension impact. And again, thank you so much, Emily.
1: Thank you so much, Tracy.